Andrew McGahan here for Severe MMA. The pride of Limerick, the young man named Sean Sheehan. The Severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Episode 50, 5 older than your ma, of the Severe MMA podcast is here. Andrew McGahan joined, as always, by uh, the man who's just about five seconds after drinking contaminated water out of his room, Sean Sheehan. Uh, Sean, how long has that water been in the room for? Listen, I'm a bad man for hoarding bottles of water in my room. I have literally about 15 bottles of water in my room at the moment. And I'm, I am I love that Volvic, you know, Volvic oh. strawberry water. bottles. When I finish that, I fill it up with normal water and bring it up for the night. So there's about six of them, and I'm not sure which is the newest one. So I just picked one up with some water in the end of it, and then I took a drink out of it. And it was like, oh, my God, that's I'm going to get dengue fever off of that anyway. <laughs> what fever? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is another West of Ireland thing, isn't it? Go no, it's on. Not. It's a fucking dengue fever. It's dengue like a, fever? What the fuck what is called? that? It's gangue fever. Oh, hold on. D-A-N-G-E-F-E-V. That's not how it's spelled. You D-A-N-G-E fever. What's that word? A debilitating viral disease of the tropics transmitted by mosquitoes and causing sudden fever and acute pains in the joints. There you go. That's it. I actually have a pain in my shoulder as well. So you're not getting that. I I have you. I forgot. Yeah, you were in the tropics just last week. (laughs) It's strawberry water that came from the tropics. (laughs) Strawberries did not come from the tropics. It it sure did. Touch of fruit. No, no, no. Touch of fruit. And also, why is there mosquitoes in it? Listen, I don't know what's going around in this water. It could be anything. Like, you know, Newcastle West, like, it's fucking tropical at the best of times. Oh, Jesus. Well, what a... If we know... If we're if you're struck down between now and this time next week, I'll be sure to tell Patrick that uh, he, he had suspected self-diagnosed case of tropical fever. Yeah, dinky fever. That's it. Dinky fever. Yeah. Well, a day in music history today. Yeah. What do you think? I don't... Obviously, if people don't know, David Bowie died. What? I don't know. No, it's Mary J. Blige's birthday. <laughs> Is that it? All yeah, right. she was born in 1971. <laughs> Mary J. was some woman. Sing one of her songs there. Go on, give us a few I lyrics. Couldn't even, I couldn't even think of one off the top of my head, to be honest. Spit, spit some beats there. I, look, I'm very good at spitting, but I can't... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not able to just pull them out of nowhere. Like, I was actually pretty disgusted that there was no good... Uh, no good facts for this day in history do you know what I mean I'm going back yesterday today was the day yesterday was the day James Brown got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame get up and on this yesterday in 2006 the iTunes music store reached 850 million songs sold 8 million videos sold and now okay so 850 million songs sold on the 10th of January in 2006 guess how many they had sold that same day in 2007 Uh... 80 million it reached 2 billion my god my, do you want to hear another interesting probably half made up fact that I heard before yes that um, you know do you know Canon is it Canon or one of those um, camera companies anyway, one of the big ones right they made like their record profits this one year right and then the first camera phone came out the next year and in the space of 18 months it did gone, gone bankrupt and gone out of business there's a fact for you. There I, think you it's go. Not, not, I don't think it's Canon because they're still going, but yeah. it's, it's one of them, you know. Nike, no, it's not Nike either, but it's one of them big ones that you would have heard of. I, uh, John, else the camera phone. Ericsson. 
Do you know what they ruined? I'm just trying to think of old phones that were used to be really popular in Ireland. Sony well, Ericsson's used to be huge. Or just yeah. Ericsson Mobile. Or what was it? Airtel. Was that the old phone provider? Yeah, do, you remember, do you remember the 088 phone? No. Big fucking lo- you know, uh, you're probably a bit too young, I suppose. I did have... <laughs> I did have a phone with a small antenna on it as one of my Me first too, phones. Me too, yeah. What? Philip Savvy was my first phone. Oh. What were you going to say there that uh, camera phones have killed? Camera phones have killed the sale of torches. Nobody's a torch anymore. They choose your phone. Is that just a Sean Sheehan opinion? That, or it, it is my opinion. Like, well, When would you ever see someone with a torch? Well, like oh, you never would around, yeah. but there's probably still a torch in my house, like. Yeah, but imagine like, say if if you've like, uh, if you've a bed and something goes in underneath it and it goes dark in there. Before, like twenty years ago, I would have said, oh, "I'll go and get my torch, torch, and I look for there." If it goes under the couch or under TV or something, but now you just get your phone out and use the tor- tor- a torch, torch, torch on your phone, a torch. torch? I can't say it. Torch, La- lamp, light. Yeah, there you go. I've never thought of that actually. It's true. I'm gonna. I'm trying to think of the like I, the best. First of all, best game ever on a phone, aside from Snake 2. What do you think it is? Uh, I was a snake man on myself, but... I was... Do you know what's that game called? Um, uh, you know the one where like the blocks come down and you... Tetris. Tetris. I love Tetris. And a funny story about Tetris, my friend Butters in, in college, he thought he was really good at Tetris. And I was... I used to be addicted to fucking Tetris on my phone when I was in college. And I got his phone once and... <laughs> And I played one game of Tetris and I played it for like three hours without stopping and I like doubled his best record and he could never beat it again. I ruined his game for him. Well, the correct answer to my question was bounce. Do you remember the red red ball on the old Nokias? Describe it. How did it work? It was like one of the first ever... uh, I'm going to send you the link here of it. It was like one of the first ever color screen phones I think that Nokia might have released in Ireland. But yeah. it was, I, I just sent it to you there. If, uh, for, if I'm describing it to the people at home, it had bricks at the bottom and bricks at the top of the level. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Do you remember it? And you yeah, used to have to go through, uh, go through hoops. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't play that that much, but I do remember it was a good No, game. that was one of my, well, between that and uh, looking up the notes for ringtones to make it oh, yourself on the phone. Oh. Did you really? I used to be addicted. I used to go to the library and get them printed out. I had hundreds and hundreds of Did them. Did you? Yeah. I knew we were best friends for a reason. <laughs> Bartez. Do you know that song, Bartez? Uh, uh, fucking hell. I used to have that. I used to have like Glory, Glory, Man United. I used to know I'm off my heart and I was fucking brilliant. I, I had this folder, a Man United folder, and I had it full up with printed out ringtones. On the it. move, Bartez. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that song. I think I... I know it. One second. Oh yeah. That's a. I tell you, I could play that in a club, Sean. A deadly song, yeah, brilliant song. I know. Do you know um the tour jour amour or something? Oh, like l'amour toujours. Toujours, yeah. I like put that in the phone. Nokia thirty three ten. There you go. I yeah. uh, I can remember one time on holidays, I ran up a bill of a couple of hundred euro on my dad's phone buying ringtones, polyphonic ringtones. Yeah, <laughs> not and, and and we were unaware of how much it was going to cost because we didn't know roaming was a thing back then. Like, yeah, and yeah. I may have done it like without him knowing anyway. And it's always been a thing. It's like seven hundred, six or seven hundred, like definitely on on a bill one time. Like, I wonder how much they cost back then. Paul, like, I don't know because if you ever look up lyrics, did you ever yeah. notice that like you can still always click a thing to pay like two dollars 
to get a cent to your phone. Yeah, like it's definitely cost. I reckon they cost around one fifty two euro, and you could go down to the library and you could print twenty of them off for ten cent on a, on a, or ten pence that time on a, on a piece of paper. Sure, they very Like you can't beat that value in fairness. Yeah, I'm on the ringtone page on Wikipedia at the minute, and I'm trying to find polyphonic ringtones. I'm gonna get a Nokia thirty three then. Well, I, that's what I want. A polyphonic ringtone can consist of. Yeah, because like, I realized the other day that there is a gap in the usage of my phone, okay? Yeah. I love Spotify. I've had Spotify now for three years this January, the uh, paid version. And it's a, I've spent around the same amount of money on it that I would have spent on a brand new iPod all of them years ago. And without I, I, the effort of having to put music on, if you get yeah. that sort of, if you get me. But I like the one of the reasons I actually considered moving to an Apple phone a while ago was that app iTube. Have you yeah, heard of that? Yeah, yeah I, have an, I have an iPod and I have it on it. And I think I would love something like that for training because you could get all the songs you wanted in a playlist and also good remixes. Where on Spotify, there is a way to put remixes on, but sometimes it'll lo- lose sync with your, your phone and your computer. And then I think Spotify will figure out that it's not a song on their database. It's a local file. And it's just... Yeah, I have a nice... Uh, I think I have around 3,000 songs on my iTunes and I have my iPad, so I keep going. So you're all right. I, I do think there's an app that should... There, yeah. Like, so, not even a... Not even a, a, like, a com- like, something that's a file... Do you know the way on the old Xboxes and Playstations you could link a Windows PC with them so you could yeah. watch what videos you had saved on your PC, on your Xbox? I reckon that there's a million euro idea there. An app that lets you input polyphonic ringtones onto your phone. An I app wonder, that you can... Oh, like an, a keyboard app. Yeah, that you can write in the polyphonic ringtones like you and used now, to And now you've just given it out to the podcast yeah. world for free. It surely already exists. Whoever it makes does, it, we yeah. want to cut. You get free sponsorship on the show. Yeah, well, that you have to pay for. Well, well you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. So paid sponsorship on the show. <laughs> um, and we will guarantee you the world. Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, here's a question. What's... Polyphonic ringtone, do you reckon Conor McGregor had on his 3210 back in the day? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, reckon, I reckon 99 Problems by Jay-Z, something like that. Although that might have been a bit late. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I'd say something like Sandstorm, Darude. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, Rhythm is a Dancer, something like that. One of them. Rhythm is a Dancer. No, you see, I'm actually trying to... F- I was hoping that... There would be polyphonic versions of songs online. Yeah. But it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be. Oh, it's a thing in the past, then, right? Just in our memories. There's probably like 22 year olds. Oh, no, what age you? 20, 23, 23 maybe? Yeah. There's like 18 year olds listening to us now. What the fuck are these lads talking about? And probably like 40 year olds as well listening. Damn. I'm, I'm just very annoyed now. I was hoping right there, as we were talking, I would find a. Uh, a catalogue of uh, of polyphonic ringtones. Although, here you go. I'm just saying, I'll send you one more thing. This is definitely a website from the 90s. Holy, cr- look at that for HTML. Freeringtonesphone.com. I've been on that. Have you? Before, 100%, yeah. Fucking brilliant. That's a deadly website. Look at that. All the free ringtones. How are you meant to... Because you can't play any of them... Uh, so where would you be going wrong? But you can put them into your phone. 
Oh no, hold on. They're they're MIDI or they're MIDI, yeah, but you can't uh for some reason it's not oh, letting yeah. you play any of them. Yeah, they're not giving you the things oh, either. The last update, eighteenth of September two thousand and six. <laughs> Thanks to um, all the site visitors that helped me create the compatible list of phones. Huh. There you go. Yeah. So tell us what you miss, you know. <laughs> Usually we get some sort of tweets 15 to 20 minutes into the podcast after release and being like, lads, what the fuck were you talking about at the start of the show there? So if you'd enjoyed the, like, if we've hit any nostalgia points here down memory lane, be sure to let us know and uh, tell us what your polyphonic ringtone was on your phone back in the 90s. Oh my God, Sean, best phone ever. Sorry. Is it the 3210, the one that you could take the cover out, make your own covers and then put it back in? Or is it? Ah, uh, is it yeah, the thirty two ten i or something? <clears throat> the tur- no, it wasn't the thirty two ten. I don't think. Yeah, but I remember. I definitely remember that phone. You could. They gave you like three free ones with it, and you could like draw on them and stuff. With yeah, them. and then the side panels had different. Uh, had different lights. Yeah. Yeah, it's not That's, the thirty two ten. Oh, it's gonna that. annoy me so much. We'll find out. Someone will tweet us. Well, Naki with lights thirty two thirty. Tur- no, thirty two twenty. I just put a Nokia with lights on side. Yeah, that's the one. Lovely. That, that was the one that couldn't be broken as well. Uh, shockproof, like, was it? Yeah, shockproof. Uh, I can remember it was a big thing. Probably still is. Builders having special phones that if yeah. they dropped from a building site wouldn't break. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great, man. Right. Speaking of things, uh, I can't even think of phone or... Oh, uh, break. Breaking news. <laughs> Yeah, Conor well, McGregor's not fighting Desanyos Everyone can go home Stop worrying about it <laughs> You know Is he fighting him or not John Is he fighting How the fuck am I supposed to not Like my cousin's about to book flights Can you tell me if, I'm about to book flights here lad Can you tell me if the fight's gonna happen I was like I don't know I am not psychic I can't tell you if that's gonna happen A lot of people have reported it's gonna happen But please yeah. don't book a flight And then say She had told me I could have booked it or no, do book a flight and then blame Jeremy Potter. That's yeah, that's actually, my that too, actually. Uh, but I have the I have from the horse's mouth. Here you go. What time? Let me look. Two hours from now. So it's three thirty today. I asked Jeremy Potter, "Is this McGregor fight still on or what?" And I got a reply, "Yes." So there you go. Wow. As of now, as of now, Conor McGregor versus Rafael dos Anjos is still on. The UFC haven't announced it yet, but it's still on. Do you? Here, I'm going to come out and say straight away. Do you think it's the right decision? Is this the right fight to make? Yeah. Why? <laughs> oh, what what yeah, do you want? Like, yeah, it is. What? Do, like, I have to say, not wanting to... You're going to roll your eyes here. Uh, but I read an article, an opinion piece this morning from Jordan Breen, who said, finally, this whole era of fighters being able to kind of pick and choose their next fights has given fighters some well-deserved leverage over the UFC. Yeah. Like, I think it's not just that. I think... Why? Don't tell me. Are you, are, are you on the payroll, Sean? Are you uh, Ali Abdullah Ab- disease <laughs> informant? First of all, what, what a doofus that guy is. Oh, my oh God. My. Did you see his tweet last night? All these chickens. You're, uh, he's running. Champ is running. It's his fucking client he's going to fight. Imagine both of Rafael his clients that he's yeah. going to fight. Imagine if you're Rafael Dos Anjos and your manager comes out and says the next guy you're fighting is a chicken because he's running away from tough guys. Imagine that. I'd be on the phone and go, listen, buddy, you're fucking sacked. Good luck. Like, 
what what does this what does this ab- uh, disease guy have over these fighters that they're sticking with him so much? Like naked pictures. <laughs> Must be. He's made an absolute show of Frank Edgar multiple times at this stage. Frank like, Edgar spoke about it on the MMA hour, though. He did, yeah. He blew and it, it and he, yeah, he pretty much blew it off as no big deal. Yeah, yeah, why can't he? And he pretty much just admitted, okay, if you're a fan of me, you've sent me a tweet and I've replied to you, yeah. there's a chance it wasn't me because I don't yeah. care about that sort of stuff. Frank Edgar's a great guy, definitely one of the nicest people that I've ever met and interviewed. Plus but person friend of yours. Uh, no, not a close personal friend of mine. Yeah, but, but yeah, pretty much a close personal friend. No, uh, he like he's grand, a dead like dead on guy, and just some of some of his wording. I just thought of what he said the other day. I was like, oh no, Frankie, what are you doing here? Like that guy is an absolute joker, and you're letting him like tarnish your image. Like first of all, not like mi- like what is he at misspelling stuff like? Yeah. But like the way he's uh, like, I said it, I think I said it to Graham or you or someone before this whole thing, you know, uh, front row Brian kind of, he was the first one to, or no, it was um, grab a hitman or grab a hitman tweeted out, you know, um, Ali tweeted something off of his account that should have been from Frank Edgar's account. But I had like said it to Graham earlier, like Frank Edgar's tweeting these things that are like grammatically incorrect and they don't sound like, you know, it's from... It's something Frank Edgar would say in a way he'd say it. Like I, I, you knew he was doing it all along. But Graham ran the story then, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Like, it, it's scandalous. Like, do you remember the time GSP did it? Um, like GSP admitted that he doesn't run his own Twitter account, yeah. and there was an ongoing joke. But f- with Frank Edgar, there's nothing about it. Like I suppose f- f- uh, GSP is an easy target, and Frank Edgar's kind of, you know, everyone everyone likes kind of Frank Edgar. Like even, you know, fans of his uh, his opposition and stuff even like him. But I don't know. This I, I've said it a couple of times on Twitter. This Ali guy is making him look really bad, and he needs to stop. Personally, like my my whole thoughts on this Desanyos uh, thing is. I, initially, I wanted him to make the Edgar fight. I think the Edgar fight was the right fight to make, sporting wise and even matchup wise. I think Edgar is the you know I think Edgar is the best matchup for a good fight. I think Edgar is the question that needs to be answered more. But two titles though, Sean. Yeah, but I'm just getting onto that. That's you need to make this fight. Like they passed up GSP versus Anderson when they could have made it. They passed up Anderson versus uh, Jones when they could have made it. You know, there's a couple more fights as well. Uh, Cyborg Ronda, you know, and all those fights went away. And you have this fight here now between Conor McGregor and Rafael dos Anjos, the lightweight and the featherweight champion. You have it. You can make it now. You have to make it. You it can't pass it up again. Yeah, it doesn't matter though, like who it is at one fifty-five. It's Conor yeah. McGregor going for a second title. I think that it'll, is the. But it's not just that. I don't. Know. I think it's a champion versus champion thing, really. Champion versus champion thing. But Dos Anjos doesn't become a two-way champion. He beats the lighter no. champion that's on the way up. Do you know what I mean? There's more of a story, more of a sell on it. If it happens from a point of view story-wise after the fight, if Conor was the guy who came up. Uh, beat Dos Anjos and became a two-way champion within three years of his debut. Yeah, but I think that's Conor McGregor's story more than the storyline of the actual fight. I think the storyline of the fight is definitely a champion versus champion thing. Like, it needs to happen. Like, <laughs> we we talk about this so much. Like, we talk about maybe D- uh, Demetrius Johnson fighting uh, TJ Dillashaw if Dominic Cruz wins the title, obviously we'll get into that this weekend. Or, you know, we're always talking about different champion versus champions and I'll, I give out about the super fight I've done on this show a couple of times. People call them things super fights. This is a genuine super fight. Like, and 
even if Conor McGregor was, you know, if he was a quiet guy from fucking uh, Italy and, you know, nobody ah, knew, knew anything about Conor him. Conor McGregor. <laughs> McGregor, eh? Um, it, it'd still be, you know, it'd still be a genuine super fight and I'd be looking forward to it. So I think, yeah, as you said, Conor McGregor has some leverage over, over the UFC. They said they wanted him to give up his belt initially to go up and fight. It looks like he's going to be able to hold on to his belt to go up and fight. Um, so, I, I, But I think it's a win for him and I think it's a win for the UFC as well because this is going to be a huge fight. It's one thing there. The other side of that was also someone like Holly Holm, who now is on her new money contract, fat money, fat money contract, and... Wants to fight before a Ronda rematch, and why yeah. shouldn't she? She deserves yeah. as, like she deserves the opportunity to make money. The fact that these fighters now have the UFC in a position that they had a couple of uh, not I'm not going to say a couple of lackluster years, but definitely have been in transition more than at a high over maybe the last five years. Do you know what I mean? They've had one good year pay per view, which might have followed by one and a half crap. Does that make sense? Yeah, there there was a transition though. It kind of you know it happens in the, all kinds. Yeah, of sports exactly. And they have they've solved it now in a way that their figures are coming back up after people were saying pay per view is dead. When is the UFC going to go to the WWE Network model? Scrap pay per view. It's a load of crap. They've lost lost Saint Pierre. They've lost Anderson. They've no one there to save the day. Yeah, I think now they have two two people who potentially could be. So if Holly Holm is one of them. Like, let her fight again. Let her fight Misha Tate. Let her get paid as much as possible before the Ronda rematch. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what's going to happen next with Ronda Rousey. She could beat Holly Holm, then retire. She could lose against Holly Holm and retire. Do you know what I mean? She's not going to be around forever, so why not give... I I think it's good that Holm has been able to push herself through for that fight. And so has McGregor. Yeah, I I think just on your point there about the UFC, I think... Luke Thomas mentioned it that they, uh, in his live chat last week that they've gotten better at everything. They've gotten better at promoting. You know, they're making um, fighters the stars rather than the brand and all this. You know, Dan White isn't in the spotlight as much, and he's they're you know they're talking about the fighters more. But I think, I think all this improvement has stemmed from their diversification of income. Before it was all pay per view and a little bit of te- television money, and that was it. Now they've big the big Fox deal, obviously big pay per views. And the fight bass has grown and grown all the time. So they have three streams of revenue there coming in. And, uh, like, we see the big push fight passes are getting now with Eric Winters doing a great job. Um, fan of the show, great man. Um, and even if, like, the pay-per-view, you said the pay-per-view model, if they have a bad one. Offer Sean, Sean a job. Offer Hashtag sponsored tweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, your, your, yeah, your new curved television no, tweet. It's not curved, it's not all, curved. Oh, well, your new big television, all that Some was missing belly. was a hashtag sponsored tweet at the end of it. <laughs> you were getting a bit of stick online for that, I liked I, it. I should have put it up on score. Get, uh, get, my, <laughs> score. Uh, get my seven and a half grand per tweet for to put up on score. But, yeah, I, I think that, that's what the UFC did back then. They were kind of criticised for it. You know, but it, it's so smart. They thought maybe they thought the pay per view market was falling away, and I like I thought it too. A lot of people thought it, and it's obviously made a comeback. A lot thanks to the likes of Floyd Mayweather, um, Manny Pacquiao have all kind of come back and had big pay per views over last year, and the UFC themselves obviously as well with brilliant stars like Ronda and and um, and Conor McGregor with the WWE falling off a pair for you so there's more disposable income as well because there's a lot of crossover fans I, th- I think people don't take that into account as much but um this fight is another reason i think 
why they've gotten better because they're I think they're more willing to make these fights now that I think like especially the GSP Anderson time I think it was more talk than anything you know more to get headlines to get their name out there Click, but I think this clicky is, clicky 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 exactly this is actually a play to make money to make you know to make the fighters a lot of money and more importantly for them to make themselves a lot of money and I know that people might not like to hear that but I think that's also good for the fans Let's talk. Let's talk about last night then. Yeah. Jeremy Botter showing how wrong he is about everything once again. Oh, what would that man know? Uh, the fight's going to be announced halftime during this game. John Kavanagh even tweeted one hour to go. <laughs> dot yeah. dot dot. Like as if he like he must have thought something was being announced as well, and then it doesn't get announced. Not. I saw a couple of people throw it around on Twitter. Are the U- would the UFC purposely withhold an announcement like that till a later date because it was leaked beforehand that it was going to be announced then? Do you think that was a fuck you to the media that it's now been widely reported, verified by sources of people that were enough sources so that people could confidently publish the story that this is actually happening and we're not being fed a, a goose line here? Um, Did the UFC be like, right, fuck these guys? I'm not so much fuck these guys, but we want to release this sort of stuff on our own terms. I think that's definitely possible. I think they could do that, and I think they've probably done that in the past. But I think there's also an awful lot of fucking red tape to do. Like, Conor McGregor could have got that that, that contract to sign at, like, you know, 10 o'clock on a, on a Thursday or something, and he said, like, ah, I'll, leave it till, I'll leave it till tomorrow, and in tomorrow game, and he said, ah, you know, I'll leave it till Monday, and then the weekend is gone, you know, and if you don't have it signed by five o'clock, three weeks later. Later, yeah, or whatever. Or, or 24 or, hours before the fight. You know the way, yeah, you know the way fighters are. It could have been Dasanyas. Medicals probably might have had to be done, you know, Conor McGregor could have had to get clearance on his wrist, didn't he get a ban for that? Dasanyas might have had to, you know, just so many things. I remember that time, was it Were you not Ripon saying signed? Dos Anjos had to uh, ring his chemist? To collect <laughs> something. He has a block nose or something from yeah, winter. Block, block nose, yeah, I think he a was. A prescription yeah. or something, was it? Maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe something like that. There's something um, going around California. Like I definitely heard definitely, that. Uh, flu going around there. Uh, I remember the time... Get a flu jab. <laughs> when the... <laughs> When Paul Redman signed up for the UFC broke, Pizzi had the story like and myself and Pizzi were kind of doing it, you know, doing it together, the article and you know, I was kind of up by night and he was up by day and we were waiting for us, you know, to get the clearance to break it and to, to put out the story. And like there was uh, that was for about six or seven days that it wasn't, you know, there was like uh you know, he had to get his medicals done and then he had to sign the papers and then, you know, it, it got to too late on the Friday and they didn't get him done and you know, lots of different things happened that you couldn't break it for like four or five days afterwards and Pete was like a f- PC was like a fucking a dog in heat going around the place, <laughs> going around the place with nerves and stuff. But that happened, like, and that's you know that all respect to everyone involved. Like that isn't the biggest thing in the world, and this is probably the biggest fight of the year. Like this or one of them anyway. So I think I think that could be happened. Or else they could have said, "Ah, oh, fuck, fuck you, Jeremy Water. We're we're not giving you the satisfaction. We're gonna you know we're gonna play around with other things, and then we're gonna announce it in like two weeks time or whatever." But it's getting a bit close now. Very to, close. You know, like let's let's talk about this from an Irish traveling fan perspective. I'm a traveler. I'm a traveler. Hey, yeah. There's a fight here for every man. You're a shite in a bucket. We came <laughs> up here with ten grand, fled there's the country. There's a man here for any man. Man here for number. any man. I give you my number. Three, you shite in a bucket. Eight seven six. I'll repeat it. Three two one. Eight. I live in Croydon. You can come down any time. 
Useless shite in a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> for any fighting man. No, no, no. Did you not see that he's having a fit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he? He's taking a fit. <laughs> 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 that was the best. Oh no, he's taking. <laughs> oh no, he's alright. Oh no, he's alright. <laughs> oh, did you not see the video of Big uh, Big John Big Joe Joyce recently uh, with the guitar? Oh no, it, I mean. I don't know, what was he doing? It was some video around Christmas, his boys were training for a fight and he has a guitar in the shed and he skulls half a pint of Guinness in I one go. Oh, what? I need oh, to see this. I think, like, all joking aside, I think we need a Severe May Pod-like Facebook page so we could share videos yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We could, or we could just share them on the Twitter account. Facebook's where it's at too, though. We need to spam Facebook. I just want to... Oh, Big Joe Joyce. They're hilarious. He's on Facebook now as well. Is he? What yeah. Them, man. No, they're all on Facebook now. And it's uh, Keen Cowley always keeps sharing traveler videos on Facebook. And he said, it's like, I'm watching them. They're the funniest thing ever. I he, I think I commented under something on his Instagram. And he's like, you just wait. Travelers are going to take over the game of MMA in the next <laughs> two years. Can't wait till you interview one. They took over boxing. Did I what? They took over boxing. Could happen in MMA too. Did they? Yeah, like all, like, aren't all the, like most of the lads in the fucking Olympic, Irish Olympics team now are tr- from travelling to St. Daniels, like Wards and Joyce's and stuff. There you go. Nevin. Nevin. Um, what were we talking about anyway? I, I can't remember. even remember now because we, uh, it was going to be something about, oh, Irish travelling fans. And oh, yeah. We went a- off on Traveller. <laughs> Excellent segue. Um, if we're being pedantic, Conor McGregor's fight in July may not be a massively attended fight if it happens. I still think it probably would, but maybe not as much interest. The Euros are on. Ireland are going to be in France. There will be more Irish people travelling to France than Irish fans that have travelled to all of Conor's fights combined. Do you know what I mean? When we get into a tournament like this, that is when the country shuts down. That's when the focus switches massively. I'm very interested to see the sort of coverage support that Connor gets on a national sort of level with the Euros going on at the same time. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. And I do think it may rule out some people at the March trip as well. Where do you think we're we're sitting on this? At the minute, pretty cheap uh, considering for Vegas to fly there in terms of prices and stuff like that. Uh, Accommodation, relatively cheap. Uh, That's the perks of finding out when uh, before a fight is going to be announced. Uh, assuming it's done. I have free cancellation though, so if something happens, we're okay. All right. Um, but it's uh, what Dana White will probably be over at the the orders anyway, will he? I heard he's going to go to them instead of UFC. Oh tomorrow, yeah, but. yeah, no. Well, uh, <laughs> excellent work. <laughs> he uh, he prefers uh, that sort of stuff anyway. It's for his yeah. new series, and uh, we're gonna get to that later. Don't you worry, Sean. <laughs> we're gonna open yeah. open fire on clickbait shit later on. Don't you worry. People love that last week. We got so many tweet about, uh, tweets about uh, joke.ie. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. Wait a minute. Uh, We're going to have to reconnect Sean. He's after dropping his mic. Oh, am I not here? No, no. It was a, like dropping the mic on the stage oh, after dissing no, someone. Oh, no. I ruined it. Can we, can we rewind that? No, no. Wanna... It's okay. Uh, You're just not gangster. I'm an OG. What are you talking about? Anyway, but go yeah. on, go on, go on. I think the travelling fans, travelling fans are going to have to stop. 
<laughs> at some stage like it can keep going people can't afford to keep going back all the time and I don't think there's you know there's that many new people that are going to travel over you'll, you'll still have a good you know you'll have a good share you probably have a couple of thousand people but I think Potter was saying I was listening to him on he was on Yahoo or something I think he said there was like 10,000 people between two fights or something like that uh, that's about right. last two yeah Will there be 5,000 people, as you say, you know, with the Euros coming up or even during the Euros for his next fight? It'd be tough, wouldn't it? Um, I'd say there might be, you know, there might be 80% of that or there might be the half of that and it'd still be a lot. Like, I know there are uh, regulars that go to all, like, we always bump into yeah. them and they always make themselves known to us. There are always, uh, there are a core group of people that we see at every fight, like, that pay for it themselves, like, not going on the back. It's It's definitely... Um, it's something good but I think there are enough people in the country that you'll have different groups going because oh we didn't get to a fight before yeah. you know I still think I think you'll have a lot of first time Vegas people this March because December was too close to Christmas or they already had a holiday booked in July do you know that yeah. sort of way I do think it is going to be something uh, something good on the fight itself though do you think I heard a lot of people saying no like McGregor putting on the extra ten pounds, getting up to lightweight is going to be a problem for him and stuff. No, uh, yeah, I I think he cuts too much to get down to one forty five. Exactly, and, not, and, and he'll not be from a, and not from a like oh it's a tough cut to get down to one forty five. I think he's a genuine one fifty five or like like I think he could fight at one seventy. It'd be possible. Like obviously that's that's a bit away, but he's not you know he's not a small guy. What is he five foot nine, five foot ten? He's a genuine 155, or he'd have to cut to get to 155 even. And, like, you know, it's terrible for him to get down to 145. Like, I don't think that's an issue at all. Didn't he go down to one, you know, he was always a 155, and he just went down yeah. to 145 because it was a Jim Aylers he was getting, he was going to fight at 145. Uh, no, I, I do think his, I think his fight with Steve, Steve I, I think his run towards the 45 belt, he, like, was beating 45ers. Yeah. In cage warriors, but he had yeah. fought like Duffy would have been at fifty-five, yeah. and he would have fought. I'm not sure what the Steve O'Keefe fight was at, but he would have fought at fifty-five as well in cage warriors before that. Uh, yeah. Ian Dean will probably be able to correct us on that. So, Ian, if you're if you're tuning in, a fan of the podcast, let he's us probably, know. He's probably watching darts. Ian Dean, big ben darts fan as well. Now, in fairness yeah. to him. Uh, so if we're talking about that it's like I, I don't think he's going to have to put anything on especially considering he's already kind of laid down his gauntlet that he will be an active champion that he will defend he's going to have to be fighting pretty much every three to four months for the next like if he does get to this stage and he co-defends that title let's say for the next two years he'll probably fight eight times you know he that oh, that is how yeah. active he would have to be this so is, uh, this is another thing I must I need to talk about this you know, people are talking about he's going to fight four times a year. That's not going to happen. Why not? Because you can't fight and train that much without getting injured. You, it's without getting injured or without getting hurt in a fight. You know, injured in a train in training or injured in the fight. It's 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 not realistic. It's like it can, it can happen. Like he's been injured before. He's had his ACL. I know he's he's had toe injuries and stuff. He's he's fought through a lot of them. But a certain point comes when you can't fight through it, you know. He's, injuries are going to come, whether it's a pulled hamstring or, or a calf or a, ser- or a more something more serious. Like, there's, you know, 
fights might be put back or something, but he might get injured. He might lose. He might get injured during the fight. But it's it's not realistic. I don't. I honestly don't think it's realistic. You said eight times in two years. If that happened, I would be unbelievably shocked. Like, no, I just can't see that happening at all. Who knows? <clears throat> Who knows? Who knows? He predicts these things, Sean. He predicts these things. Speaking uh, of... No, no, I, I had one, on. one final... I was trying to Do. say that uh, him, like, him... If people are saying he has to put muscle on so he's big at 55, yeah. that can't happen because of his plan to defend the 145. It's not like if you're putting something like that on, it's a gradual change. It's going to be there. Do you know what I mean? It's not like St-Pierre was just going to put the so many pounds of muscle on to fight Anderson then lose it and go back down to 170 that would be as part of a change to stay at that division so I just think Connor's just going to cut 10 pounds less than he normally would and fight there without increasing any sort of size in between yeah I, I agree with you and I think you know it's more natural for him to fight it that way than it would be for GSP like GSP wouldn't be a natural sure St. Pierre can make 155 can he? according to his ex-manager Oh yeah, I, I well say, actually no. Apparently, it's according to Faraz Zahabi. <clears throat> I don't think in that in that article there was quotes from Zahabi saying that he couldn't that he is apparently Saint Pierre had one of the easiest cuts in the gym, and that yeah. one seventy was easy for him. I saw Eric O'Keefe um, put a Facebook. So that's why he's up. his ex manager. Yeah, it's going to exactly, be so yeah. funny when Saint Pierre does come back at UFC <clears throat> two hundred though, and a bit of egg on his face. Yeah, I'd say Under Armour, yeah. someone got fired. Yeah, yes, the <laughs> yeah, other day. Just on GSP, like I think it's just a matter of time now before he comes back. All all points, all uh, <clears throat> all signs point to him coming back. I think he'll be fighting Robbie Lawler next. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm don't set know. on I'm set on Lawler versus Diaz. <laughs> Are you? I'd yeah, yeah. But like this, the same PR thing for those that don't know or didn't see it online the other day. Uh, Under Armour tweeted a picture of St. Pierre, or they tweeted an article, I think it was, and a picture of St. Pierre in the gear, and it's like, George St. Pierre is making a comeback to the octagon in 2016. Here is Here he tells us how he done it. No, it wasn't that. It was similar, was it? George St. Pierre out of retirement into the octagon, and then like, hashtag... Uh, I think there was how he, do- how he done it. No, there was no article or anything. Well, no, maybe it was two tweets or something, but I don't. that was definitely what it said, out of the, out of the retirement into the octagon. Well, I yeah. fucked that up completely, but still, yeah. the, the gist of the message is the same. Under Armour maybe prematurely revealed that uh, George St. Pierre is coming back to the UFC this year. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say about McGregor? Just a bit on his big, long Facebook post. Uh, obviously, he came out and made a, a statement this year, talked a bit about the Rolling Stone thing, about getting his awards from different places. I really Left- liked the end of it where he said, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I yeah. promise it won't be boring. <laughs> left out severe and main the awards thanks which is unforgivable really unforgivable no we can't take that yeah what, um, what was with that are we being yeah. are we big league are we we're being big league here MMA junkie short dog yahoo what's this about like come on what about severe and main I can I can, Andrew, I can what about Andrew McGahan what about the CM Punk t-shirt it's okay what about the bananas it's what okay about... <sighs> it's all forgotten no, it's Keep not. It, it is not. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked if it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fucked if it is, but yeah. I don't... Um, without to discredit Severe MMA in any way, you can see where he was coming yeah, from I mean, uh, with, I'm with the joking. wording of the article. Hopefully, yeah, Connor yeah. is still uh, still sound to Severe. Ah, uh, he's of course. Um, but I think the biggest thing to come out of it was the Floyd Mayweather thing. Uh, we we t- kind of touched on it a bit last week, but 
where do you stand on this all? You so know? funny. For, did did I yeah. talk about Floyd Mayweather's uh, how he spoke, how he found out who Conor McGregor was last week? I don't think so. Oh no. my god, it was so funny in the article. Floyd Mayweather just trolled the shit out of McGregor. He was like, "Yeah, I've never actually even heard of him or seen him fight, but this little kid who's works for me, he's like a wee sixteen year old runner." Like oh, yeah. for Floyd And he just pretty much Then promoted the shit Out of this wee kid I was like yeah He watches it And said some guy McGregor knocks someone out Or whatever It was just br- Like I've heard of uh, I've heard of these rappers Like these big stars That employ 16 year olds And 15 and 17 year olds To get them stuff Like the hottest fashion A, a mate of mine Showed me a video before Of this rapper Who has a 16 year old That gets him all the uh, The new shoe releases yeah, they all get him symptom Q- anyway. No, this boy queues up for them and then buys yeah. two pairs, one for himself and one for the rapper. But anyway, yeah. aside from that, Floyd Mayweather, yeah, pretty much diss Connor, but Connor's response to him was brilliant. Like, yeah. I thought, what a way to take shot back at someone who just is acting like they don't know who you are. The 80 20 split in favor of McGregor was probably the funniest thing that I've read in a long time. And um, I, I can, like, Floyd will read that, it probably will get under his skin. Yeah, he's right as well about this. the like I'm not the biggest for one like I'm not the biggest oh yes here we are lads a hundred years since we were yeah. do you know what I mean I'm not like that at all I am proud to be from Ireland and I'm like the stuff that we've achieved as a nation I am proud of but see when he's talking about my people what was it my people have been scrutinized or oppressed by oppressed, our entire existence. do you know what I mean like yeah. that is Connor has spoke about that. That's not just him saying that for a reaction. Do you know what I mean? Like when he speaks about, remember uh, the Boston press conference when Ariel was talking about his walkout song and he said, bit of Sinead O'Connor in there. That's proper, go to war. Like he, Connor yeah. has always been that sort of proud of his nation. Do you know what I mean? Very proud yeah. of Ireland. Yeah. Look, what he said was what you kind of expect him to say. And I think it's, you know, it, and not just what you'd expect him to say from like a PR standpoint, right? But it's what his personality, you know, it's what you'd expect someone with his personality to say. Whether that's, you know, whether that's accurate or like correct or not, I'm not so sure. Um, like, especially in America, uh, you know, race is a huge thing in America. Obviously, there's a, a big smorgasbord of races there compared to here, you know. What most- about Donald Trump's rally the other day? Did you see that? No, I wasn't. Two people, two is like, uh, I think it was two Muslims. Yeah. Went and did a silent protest at his rally and he got them kicked out by security. And all know. of his fans started like getting in their faces, screaming at them. And the two of them made no, je- like nothing at all, left quietly. Like they went there to uh, si- silent boycott his thing. And it yeah. was like, literally, how is that man even considered that he's going to be the next president? America yeah. is fucked. Well, I think that's, you know, you know, race is a huge thing in America, like, and in sport as well. Like, we, I know we touched on a little bit last week, but, whoa, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Clinton Morrison is a local, is a national hero, Sean. Race <laughs> is not an issue over now, here. Easy now. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. Race is, like, we don't really have to deal with race problems here, to be honest. Like, when was there ever, like, a, a racial incident in sport or when was there, like, you know, two, you know, two different races meeting up? It's not something we have to deal with because, you know, race isn't very diversified here in Ireland you know there's bits and pieces obviously and in Dublin I suppose more than anywhere else but as a nation not really in America it's huge you know people you know people don't like fly by based on the colour of his skin 
and that that's a fact. But he's he, you know he's also a shitty person, which you know helps as well. But there's other people who aren't shitty per- people who are hated because of it as well. So Fly Mayweather definitely has a point. I put it up if you know it's not the situation in Ireland. That's like Fly Mayweather. He'd be hated because he's a shitty person in Ireland, not because of the color of his skin. I don't think. Um, and uh, so like, but in America, it's different. And I like I I put that up on Twitter. But Fly Mayweather is living in America, and that's where he you know that's. That's where he is all judged. Of his, yeah, that's where he's judging. That's where all of his business goes on. I think he had a point. Like, I think you know, a guy like Conor McGregor, who's a white guy, guy like or a girl like Ronda Rousey, who's a white guy. They're you know, it's going to be easier for them, and that's just the way of life in America. Thankfully, that's not the way of life here. I don't think or, you know, it's maybe it just doesn't show up as much. But I don't think it's a you know as outward a problem here. Have to say you handle that well, Sean. Yeah, thanks. Very Thanks. deep, not genuinely. Very deep. Oh, not, so, good. not much, not so much deep, but you managed to steer the ship gradually away from me saying something that'll get us sued. Yeah, I was worried. About, I was going to say it to you before, like, but I said, look, I, I'll just, I'll just take this on board. And I uh, Connor, what's your name? Andrew, talk about um, the rest of the stuff. What do you think about this whole uh, Gardy thing? Do you think, do you think Conor McGregor's taking a shot at you there for saying for the media members putting all this stuff? You're the, I saw it from you. You're the one posting this thing about him with the gun sticking out his window. Uh, it's, all, it's all your fault, Andrew. Definitely not a shot at me, considering I was criticizing the Independent. Oh yeah, fair enough. The yeah. way that they posted it, I shared it and I said, "This is the most typically Irish thing in the world." Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's embarrassing that he, that he was contacted over that. Like, but you know, the only way they, the only reason they did it is because he was outside. He's put up three or four different pictures, and you know, inside in his house and stuff, and doing it, and that was that was fine. But it's because he was outside that I think they kind of they had a duty to do it like I'm, I'm happier that they did investigate obviously there's nothing going to come of it I don't think but you know at least the fucking guards are doing something like these are the type of no, things no that but that's the point the guards aren't doing anything like did you not see all the like fucking two guards have been killed in the northeast, Sean in the last two years and instead yeah. they're going to investigate Conor McGregor holding an airsoft gun instead they're going to put up on their fucking Facebook page on Garda Shiakona oh <laughs> Eight cars seized today as part of this planned tactic act where we set up checkpoints and took cars off people for not having proper stuff and find them. Like, I'm like, it's weird. The guards, for the most part, for whatever reason, are disliked in Ireland. If you see, a, yeah. if you drive past a guard car, like, guards are there to protect you, okay? Ireland, yeah, we don't need that much to be protected from. But why is it that you always shit yourself when you drive past a guard car? Is it the fact that I have no insurance or tax on my car? That may be well, but <laughs> I rectified that today. As you know, we delayed the podcast as the car was getting taxed. And actually, I have insurance. I'm just not NCT'd. <laughs> Any guards them. listening to this? Look, look, look. I know. I remember Andy and Drata, the guard. No. Remember the night I rang the guard station oh, yeah. when my, phone, my car was broken into? And he's like, yeah. Andrew from Severe, is it? What a man. Legend. Also, you're going around with uh, some limp zip in in your uh, your car as well, aren't you? That you picked up at the uh, at the chemist. You know that's you wouldn't want to pull over you find limp zip in your car, would you? No, no. What? Yeah. You're allowed to have limp zip in your car. I'm not. Are, are you? Oh, yeah. I thought you weren't. No, it's oh, that's okay. coffee. Is it coffee you're not allowed to have while you're driving there? Uh, maybe I think caffeine Something like is that. it. Yeah, some sort of caffeine, a stimulant yeah. actually. Some Isn't sort of, I think it's Red Bulls actually. Red Bulls. Oh, yeah, Red yeah, Bulls. no, you're not allowed to bring Red Bulls. 
Red Bull, fair enough. Did you actually, uh, on a completely unrelated note, did you see the UFC are having a uh, show in the Netherlands? I did. <laughs> I did. It's out in Rotterdam, though. Is it, how do you, is it Rotterdam or Rotterdam? Yeah, I have had trouble with this as well. And Rotterdam. it's because uh, my mum used to love a song by the beautiful South. Yeah. Could be Rotherham or anywhere, Liverpool or Rome, anywhere is anywhere, anywhere at all. Anywhere at all. Great song. Yeah, so I think it's it's Rotherdam, but she says it Rotterdam or anywhere. Yeah, to go to Croatia as well. So they must be fair. Who cares? Prokop is gone. Um. Actually, yeah. did you hear? Did you hear about Prokop? Yeah, that he, he's, never, he never actually failed the failed the test. So he claims. Yeah. You sad to say no, you're still suspended. Yeah. Is there anything to it? Did he actually pass it in another lab? But it doesn't matter because uh, he gave himself in. So he fucked himself over. And retired. Yeah, and retired. So there you go. Um, uh, like okay. there's actually just one last thing on Facebook pages and the guards. Yeah. Police in general have hilarious Facebook. Like you always see that every once in a while some like local, uh, local sort of guard station will post something of a picture of someone and it gets thousands of likes and loads of comments like they were looking for this guy and he had ridiculous ears i think it was the oval guard station it was like can you not pick he's probably picking up your police interference on your scanner or such and such it was hilarious yeah there was a load of it sure gasman sure i suppose we'll uh we get on to next week's fight so tj dillashaw Versus Dominic, the Dominator, Cruz. Oh, before you start procrastinating and all of this, all all of this, you have that's, that's the wrong word. Procrastinating. I meant ejaculating. Uh, <laughs> I just sent you something there. That was uh, one of the posts that I meant on Garda Shiakona, twenty yeah, first of December. Uh, what appears to be a bag of herbs and. I rosemary, don't know. Rosemary, I believe. <laughs> rosemary and some sort of instrument like for making it smaller. Do you know yeah. like when you're making a stew? Yeah. Um, fucking hell, lads, you're all such heroes. I feel much safer on the street now knowing since you've apprehended Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Give yourself... Like, they, they put themselves out there for it. But, so your man El, El Chapo was found yesterday. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be out soon enough anyway. It's grand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again. I found out since last week that yeah. the video of Dominic Cruz and TJ Dillashaw was it you told me it couldn't be uh, most of it couldn't be aired because of Dillashaw cursing or swearing at Dominic Cruz. Oh really? Uh, I, just I think John actually, Anik said it on his podcast. Oh really? Um, Graham posted. I haven't been able to look at it yet, but on Severe he posted a Fuller Lint episode of it, so maybe that's it. That maybe must be it. Yeah. it. Yeah, like that so. was probably one of the funniest things that I've watched oh, in a while. Yeah. Dominic, like Dominic Cruz. I think a lot of people have said he's become he's such a good analyst because he's such a better fighter. But I think the fact that he's had to analyze for so long in an analyst broadcast role is actually not only has it made him a better trash talker, it has made him it will make him a better fighter as well. I think there's going to be a correlation between the two. First of all, when he was slagging him off and he was like, "How are you going to beat me?" It's like arguing with Graham. It was like, "I'm going to win," but yeah. how are you going to win? <laughs> And it's like, I'm going to knock you out. How are you going to knock me out? I'm the least hit man in the division. <laughs> Do you know that sort of way? It was just yeah. like he had an answer to everything Dillashaw came back with. I, I was writing my <clears throat> preview for the fights last night. And 
I got very I got very melancholy at the end. Um, I if I, I think Dominic Cruz, two thousand eleven. If he f- fights, if he's brought forward in a time machine, or Dillashaw is brought back in a time machine, and they fight, I think he whoops Dillashaw. I think he beats him over five rounds easily. Or but, finishes him? No, I don't think he finishes him. Dominic Cruz, he isn't the type of guy who, who's going to finish him. I don't think that'll happen. But I, I find it very hard to think Dominic Cruz is going to be the same as he was all those years back. Like, all we have, what is it, 61 seconds of the KM Mizugaki fight. He looked good in it, fair enough. But that's all we have in four years. And he's, both knees are gone uh, in that time. He had a big groin injury as well that hurt him, kept him out. He can't, he just can't be the same. He can't, like, he, I, I, I can't see him being the same as he was. If he was coming in maybe against, you know, someone, even like Uriah Faber, who's not as, not what he used to be, someone, you know, further down the division, another Mizugaki type, definitely, I could see him doing it again. But to be thrown straight into the fire after only, like he had 61 seconds in the last four years against TJ Dillashaw, I, I just, I don't see it ending well for him. And I hope he's really good because if he fights the way he can fight, I think he will beat Dillashaw, even if he's, you know, 85, 90%, I think it's going to be a great, great fight. But <clears throat> Dominic Cruz's game, <clears throat> they made, BJ, if you, people should watch it, BJ Scout made a great video on him. I, about, about his head movement and about the way he fights. It's predicated on speed and footwork more than anything else. Like Dominic Cruz, what he does, he kind of bobs into range, gets his head down, counters, and then whips out either to the left or right really, really quickly. And against, he's good. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not going to look like two sailors fighting in a dance hall. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what that means. But yeah, but uh, against a guy like uh, Mighty Mouse, who's obviously way faster than him, and Cruz won because of his size and stuff. <clears throat> oh, I get it now. Um, Cruz kind of struggled a bit for pace, and he, he got beat when he came in and he did his kind of head dipping thing and he's he's uh, he's trying to get himself out of out of the way of the shots coming in. He got caught a lot and he got caught with high kicks from Mighty Mouse and stuff. And obviously it was it was his um it was his size and stuff, his takedowns that won him that fight. But against TJ Lisha, he's not gonna be able to get them takedowns. He's not that much bigger than him, even though he's a little bit bigger than him. And he has those two uh, dicky knees on him as well. Um you know. I can't. I, I don't know. I just can't see it going well. Do you think he's going to come back? Do you think he's going to look really good, or do you yeah. think he's going to be diminished? You do. Why? Is it just a take pure leap of faith you're taking from him? Like, I generally I'm okay with people. I, I'm okay with your line of thinking. But why can't there be an exception to the rule? There, I suppose there can be, but and I I'm, just I'm think not. he's going to be think the, logically about things. I think. Well, you're an idiot, and idiots have been told when they're wrong, Sean. <laughs> That that's a great quote. A wise man said that. <laughs> oh, a very wise man. Um, more on that later. Um, I take take a look at Dominic Cruz. I I just think he is a different mind. I think he is a different. I like that message. Yes, I think he is a different ability. I think I don't know. I'm sold after that hype video. That's all. I'm like literally. That video single-handedly changed my mind. It's like Dominic Cruz is going to embarrass TJ Dillashaw in this fight, and everyone like Dominic Cruz versus Conor McGregor at 145 is going to be the toughest fight of Conor McGregor's career. If like if that happens, I can see it being an absolute oh yeah. Sorry to get ahead of ourselves. I just I 
just everything he said about Dillashaw only hitting guys that are flat-footed and don't move and how he can move, but they're not moving, so how's he going to actually cope when he fights someone who can move better than he can? Do you know, like, Cruz pretty much said you're a shitter version of me to TJ Dillashaw. He's not. He's very different. Like, I kind of thought that as well, but watching him, watching tape on both of them during the week, they're very, very different. Like, Dominic Cruz comes in with his head down, he moves out side to side. You know, he kind of leads with you know, an information-seeking kind of shot and then he counters when they do something. Uh, we, we, and he does everything with great footwork. TJ Dillashaw uses his footwork to get in and land strikes. You know, it's a lot less complicated TJ Dillashaw's game plan. Is it works a lot for him, but he also gets hit a lot with shots. Like, look at that Barrow fight. He dominated, but he was still bleeding profusely from his face. I think it was in the second round, going into it. You know, Dominic Cruz doesn't really get hit. Uh, Dominic Cruz... When, you remember when he used to be fighting for people, you saw say, oh, he's a boring decision type of guy. I think Jones Aldo went through the same kind of thing for a while. I think the sport has so changed that people can appreciate what he's yeah, good at now. I, I agree. I think he was so underappreciated. That was my whole point. He's such a good fighter. Like Looking back at that Mighty Mouse fight, I think that was a gem, an absolute gem of a fight watching that. I know Mighty Mouse, like he lost it. He probably lost every round or maybe he won one. But that was because he was, you know, he was smaller. Obviously, he got taken <sighs> out. But, those bits, you know, those four minutes of each round where it was kind of even on the feet, such a, you know, such a great fight. And Dominic Cruz beat him, like, and we know how good Mighty Mouse is. But, I, yeah, I think Dominic Cruz is underappreciated. And I really hope he comes back um, even, like, to 90% of what he used to be. Because if he does, we have a, we have a great fighter. and A, a treat uh, on our hands. Yeah, tr- exactly, yeah. Now, can we, like, sorry, as excited as I am for this fight, there's something about me that's just drawn me towards... Anthony Pettis and Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. I don't, I think like both of those guys were very cordial when asked about Conor McGregor last week, potentially moving up to 155. I think... I'm not too sure what to think of this fight. Anthony Pettis, by all accounts, I think is going to win the fight, but like Eddie Alvarez, it seems like the UFC have not given him an easy time since he signed with the, with the UFC. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know whether it's the whole we want to show you that our fighters are better than yours, Bellator, ha, 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 ha. Or if it was that just, he's such an elite level guy, you had to put him in against the ultimate best people in the division. Yeah, I, I think when we, maybe his last fighter, his first fight. He lost the I, first fight because we yeah. were at it, one eight seven. I think Eddie Alvarez is a little bit past his prime. Not, you know, he's, what is he, 30, 31, He's a young, young enough guy, but he's an awful lot of damage, and you know, on him. What is it? Thirty fights is his thirty first fight. The five round fights with you know Michael Chandler. Uh, I think the first one was to go four rounds, hard, hard slogs of fights. You know, Pat Curran as well. I think he went five rounds with him. You know, all, those were hard fights. He was fighting in Bellator, um, and then he came into the UFC and he, a tough opponent again, Donald Cerrone and Gilbert Melendez. You know, I, I Eddie Alvarez is a very good fighter. I think he's ranked number four in the UFC now, and I think that's I don't think he's that good to be honest. He's yeah, he's definitely a top seven or eight fighter, but I think there's a you know he's he's as you say he's only two fights into the UFC. He's still kind of finding his place, but I think he's the type of fighter. Obviously, we saw Anthony Pettis in his last fight against Rafael dos Anjos. You know, push him up against the fence, land a lot of strikes at high output. You know, push him against the fence, take him down, 
keep holding him against the fence when he gets back up, landing lots right. And Eddie Alvarez will do that, but I think he's not as good as Rafael Dos Anjos at doing that. And I think he'll strike in open water more with Anthony Pettis than Dos Anjos did. And I think that'll end badly for him. Um, you know, this is a tough fight again for Pettis. It's not an easy assignment coming back after that, that you know, losing his last fight, especially with a guy who's similar enough to him. But I think, uh, you know, I think Pettis will have learned a bit from that last fight and I think he'll he'll come back and I think he'll win this. I have to wonder, is, was that an Anthony Pettis? Was stuff wrong with him, I think, going into that Dos Anjos fight? Did it come out maybe that he was hurt or not fully recovered? He still took, I don't know. I just thought he know, looked yeah. completely like, well, some people say that wasn't Dos Anjos in that fight. Yeah, maybe. He if you know. catch my drift. I can't catch her drift. But um, Dos Anjos did was just better than him on that night, I think. And the Anthony like that has happened happened to Anthony Pettis before. Like Clay Guida when beat it, him as I like well. oh, oh that I know I know what it was. His brother got knocked into fucking oblivion earlier on oh, in the yeah. night. Uh, I think yeah, no the, I excuse. I'm not saying it's a big oh, everyone has an excuse if the everyone has a sob story if they want. Yeah. That's a quote from Graham there. Dave Fogarty like, will be listening to this and like pissing himself laughing. Exactly. Yeah. Would you believe, Sean, I have a fun fun story about the X Factor for you very quickly. Yeah, but just before that, do you want to hear uh, just what went up in Severe MMA? What? Uh, report. Dos Anjos versus McGregor announcement delayed due to pay details. Brazilian media outlet Globo are reporting that the reason the UFC haven't officially announced Dos Anjos versus McGregor matchup in 97 is that McGregor has not signed the fight contract as of yet, which we may have hinted to earlier on. Globo are reporting that the uh, that although the bout has been verbally agreed to by both parties, the sticking point is the featherweight champion McGregor is demanding more money before signing on the data line. Reports have indicated that the UFC are planning on war planning on announcing uh, the fight during the match yesterday. Um, but that came into an any announcement. The bout is still expected to happen, but if the report is correct, then we will have to iron. Uh, they will have to iron out the details before oh, an announcement is issued. Right. Immediate thoughts. Yeah. Not surprising. <laughs> Conor McGregor is looking for the new deal. Yeah, he's looking for more money, which is fair. He's right. This is what other fighters should be doing when you have leverage like this, when they're waiting to, you know, to announce the fight. And now, do you think this is the UFC counteracting Conor McGregor? That story got leaked. That story, like that story's gone out. Is it being run because, like, Conor McGregor? Like, is this? Well, no, it's not the UFC releasing it as such. I'd say it would be someone from Kings. Yeah, maybe or released it to Globo. A to certain Mr. Ali of Delazis, Someone, yeah, uh, exactly him uh, <laughs> or someone else, just yeah. trying to get it out there that Connor is not taking the fight. You know, to make it look bad on him. Yeah, like this. I okay, maybe there's people that are going to criticize me for this, but you have the same opinion. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. Why fight someone for X million if you know your employers are going to will in order to get the fight we'll pay you why million yeah exactly why like, not they're this like, is what fighters should be doing they should be fighting for what they're worth fighting for as much money as they can get you know I, uh, more people should be doing this if it's true obviously we don't know if it's 100% true or, or not but um, doesn't just control the game exactly runs it too runs He's it too game changer exactly the truth though Sean is there is like the end of a fighter's career uh, there is no journey uh, I know, fuck. Yeah, okay. If anyone hasn't picked up on it, I've dropped a couple of David Bowie lines throughout here. That was meant to be we're arriving and departing all at the same time. 
But, you know, I just couldn't make it work. If you've spotted them, let me know. By, uh, they're the Easter eggs, the hidden Easter eggs of the podcast this week. I'm sure we'll have a couple more uh, questions about, about McGregor, but are you picking... Uh, we you could pick- be heroes! Just for one day. Are you picking Pettis or Alvarez? <sighs> Anthony Pettis. Yeah, me too. Um, what about Brown and Mitrion? What do you think? Who do you think will win that? Obviously, we won't get too in-depth into it. But Will Ronda s- be in his corner, though? I don't think so, no. We, I see a lot of people picking Matt Mitrion. I think Patrick Wyman said he was picking him. Um, I think a couple more people said they were picking him, too. Is it an anti-Edmund Tarverian effect? Maybe. It, he's, yeah, he's like... Hot trash, let's be honest. Hot trash. <laughs> Sport uh, killer. I think... Travis Brown is just so, such a better fighter than Matt Mitrion. I like Matt Mitrion. I've always liked him. But I think, you know, Matt Mitrion usually wins these fights because he's more athletic and, you know, bigger and stronger, quicker than the other guy. But I don't think he has that advantage over Travis, Travis Brown necessarily. Um, so I think Travis Brown, I think it's going to be an early finish for Brown. But that's a f- type of I fight I'd like to see Mitrion winning. I, I kind of I like Mitrion. I've always had yeah, a it's, affinity for him. Mitrion seems to be one of the nicest men. Yeah. And it always comes across very well, to be honest, and has always been pretty brutally honest about himself as where he should be in the division and how he's pretty much learning on the go. Um, but Travis Brown, like a lot of people going against him here, I think could be something to do with training circumstances. Yeah. Literally just with all that's been going on. Like you do have to take, like you have to take into account all of this stuff. Do you know, he's yeah. away from his family. He's with his new, not his girlfriend, not his girl. His woman. His woman. And My woman. He is her guy. Yeah. That's it. We're not kids here. Oh, come on. Oh, Jesus. What? All right, come on. Just making a point, Sean. <laughs> I know what you're uh, But uh, I, I still about, can't see him not winning. Yeah, me neither. I think he win. What about your boy, Ben Saunders? He's fighting uh, Patrick Cote. Bit of idiot. Edgy Bravo, 10 Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Oma Platt is all around. Mm. Maybe an electric chair sweep. I want to see someone get submitted with a calf slicer in the UFC in the next while. Goals. I don't know if there's ever. Has there? Um, there was. I think there was, but not 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 many anyway. I don't think one or two, maybe once. Do you know what I was? I, I watched. I was watching a few jujitsu matches there during the week. Charles Oliveira won with a calf slicer. There you go. I love. I love a bit of Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall against Diego Sanchez. Did you ever watch that? Uh, in jujitsu. Yeah. Did, was it an ADCC a couple no, of years ago? Grappler's Quest, I think. No, but I've never seen it. Very good. Well, you should watch it. It's like eight, nine minutes long or something. I've seen mm-hmm. Nate Diaz beat yeah. uh, I watched that as Ryan well. Hall in the gi at Purple Belt. He commemorated him. Yeah, that was very good. I watched that as well. But that Diego Sanchez, Ryan, uh, Ryan Hall won no gi match. Very good. Ryan Hall won on points, I think. But um, they were in like 50-50 for a while. And Diego Sanchez like triangled his own legs under Ryan Hall's and he Hall couldn't get his legs and he couldn't attack him and Diego Sanchez uh, tried attacking with um, leg locks and stuff and he was kind of beating Ryan Hall in the 50-50 for a bit but it was it was really cool anyway um, that, the rest of that card Paul Felder against Darren Krugshank it's not a very good fight I think but uh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a great card I think um, there, there's been a few and Felder stuff. and Krugshank is the featured prelim yeah. which is a new thing it looks like the UFC are going to be doing. Uh, I know we were talking about Fight Pass and Eric Winter earlier on, but your thoughts on that? A good idea? Uh, yeah. I, uh, according to Dana, the Duffy fight was the most watched mm, fight I, live in Fight Pass history. Yeah. 
Uh, fair play to him. Uh, I think huh. here's here's an idea for Conor McGregor's next fight. If it's Rafael dos Anjos at UFC 197, have Neil Siri versus Ian McCall as your feature prelim. How about that? Give the Irish fans who are staying up late, give them something early to watch. Yeah, and the ways to, and the on, if the only way they could watch it is through Fight Pass. Yeah. Neil Siri, in my opinion, the second most popular fighter behind yeah. Conor McGregor, Irish fighter. I'd agree, yeah. It's going to happen. Eric Winter, for listening, make it happen. Ian and McCall then send versus, your uh, check to Sean Sheehan. 53. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't give up my address. Um, no, so, I was going to say, if you want to send him a WhatsApp for payment details, you can do it at 87 <laughs> <laughs> you nearly gave the whole thing there. Yeah, no, I actually, actually did. <laughs> I was, I was leaving you off that time. Nine two. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, Shall <laughs> we get on? We get on to a few questions. One four nine. Yeah, there you go. That was funny. Um, the guy I used to work for, and Patrick had the exact same number. Burned the last. Bar- no the last way. One. Did yeah. you ever text Patrick giving off about the guy you used to work for? No, you wouldn't be writing in his number. Do you know, I have a phone book oh, yeah, in my you'd phone. Have it saved. Like, you know, yeah. What is this phone book? Oh, do you know what I did before I was a mad joke? There was ten of us living together in college at one stage, and I learned everyone's phone number off by heart. I um, I would say I know more than twenty phone numbers off the top of my head. I'm actually, and I don't know if that's good or not. But in the age of phone books and people saved as contacts, I still yeah. actually think I'm very good for phone numbers, like. More than most, I'd say. Yeah, more than most. Okay, let's do it. Two questions. What? Are we out of questions already? Questions already. There you go. Shorter one this week. This How is, long have we gone? Uh, we've done... Ah, we've done an hour. I'd say we're an hour and nine, ten minutes at the minute into the uh, broadcast. I'd say we'll be less than that, but okay. Not too... Well, no, it's an hour and ten minutes since I started recording. Okay. So... That's about it. Uh, let me go into the likes here. We've got a couple of questions for this week to finish off the show. Um, as always, if you, it doesn't matter when you send them. Send them throughout the week at Pod. We will like it and then uh, we'll go into our likes and be able to see all the questions easier. Yeah, Sean will like them and Andrew will not even like them. Sean in. will like them and then Andrew will read them out on the question. <laughs> Did you like my picture of that pizza? That oh pizza my God, that is going to be used forever. Yeah. The sport is violent. Yeah. <laughs> It's dangerous. It's dangerous. What is that what it is? The sport is dangerous. The sport is dangerous, In yeah. other news, Pizzi Carroll, the sky is blue, the grass is green. <laughs> I, I presume Graham made, made that. It's fucking, the second I saw it, I was like, I'm going to use this all the time. NFL, the last editor, was a big hit. NFL be like, the sport is dangerous. The Pizzi sport Carroll. is dangerous. Nice. Um, right. I wonder if we're... I was just checking to see if we got any questions about the McGregor news just there, but no. Um... Friend of the podcast, Fraser, F-R-A-Z-1-0-0-1. Uh, Sean, remember to jump in here and tell me if someone is the best friend of the podcast. Okay. Uh, if Connor beats Dos Anjos, can you see him going back down? Would he struggle to make 145 even more after a potential increase in size for lightweight? I think yeah, we, we, kind of, we touched on that uh, earlier on. That, yeah. um, uh, it's it could be, you know. Also, did you see all the gifts that were posted of Dos Anjos... His him hitting people, being completely overstretched, and then people were mirroring yeah. the Aldo gif over it, like, yeah. Oh, everyone's just like, oh, finally, someone who's going to be able to out like, people are counting Conor McGregor out of this fight already. When I think it's an easier fight for him than Aldo. Yeah, I do too. Like, if you went back, what, what was it, three months ago, and said, 
who'd, who'd be easier to fight Jose Aldo or Rafael Desanias. I think almost everyone would have said that Jose Aldo is the harder fight. And I know it was only 13 seconds and stuff, but, you know, McGregor is... Uh, the lines opened a while ago and McGregor was favoured but when they reopened again after Batter's announcement the um, Dos Anjos was favoured so I'd be taking McGregor those lines to be honest I think you know people are people are taking the weight into account too much when they shouldn't be because McGregor is a 155er he's a 155er that was far, fighting a 145 basically I think so yeah and on the thing about dropping back down you know I could see it being not an issue but I think that McGregor gets to 155 and says, fuck this, I'm not cutting anymore. I can make just as much money, if not more, at 155. Exactly. You know, Frank Edgar, come up. You fought at 155 before and we'll we'll have the title fight here, which I think it'd be wise. Neither lad would have to cut too much weight. Conor doesn't want to vacate that belt, though, the 45 belt. Yeah, I think he will. Do you think he'll end up vacating it? Yeah, once once he becomes a two-way world champion... I think, what's the point in holding on to it then? You know, he's already done it. He'll you go for the third weight. Yeah, did you see my tweet the other day? That's, if he beats the Sanyas, what he should do is just, Joe Rogan asks him a question and he just replies, Joe, no, no, he just replies like this, Robbie Lawler, you're next. And then drops the mic and walks out. Walk away. Huh? UFC 200, Conor McGregor versus Robbie Lawler. 200? Yeah. Oh yeah, I get you now. I was yeah. thinking, oh my God, how funny would that be? He should do it like we probably end up losing, but imagine the money he'd make. Yeah, and he'd, he'd money, still money, his... money, 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 money. <laughs> he'd still have Shane his, O'Mac. Uh, he'd still have his two titles. <laughs> imagine you have to fight fucking nine times a year. Then that's but, uh, what you want. Six times a year, sorry. Um, let us see MMA True Talk. We spoke about it earlier. Possible for Saint Pierre's return fight to be down at one fifty-five? No, not a hope. No way. No way, Jose. Um, Kaelon Rooney would like to know picks for the champion of each weight class by the end of 2016 straw uh, weight Joanna uh, Injecek Claudia Gadella no 135 women uh, actually pick- actually no yeah, Joanna yeah, I know I said that Holly Holm, or Ronda Rousey beat Holly Holm my bold predictions but that was a bold prediction and this is not a bold prediction so I'd say Holly Holm will be, still be champion Mm, just for lulls so I can replay it this time next year and laugh at either how Nostradamus like I am or how incor- incorrect it is yeah Misha Tate maybe wouldn't Rhonda be so happy if Misha Tate beat Holly Holm yeah just go back in there get her title back easy and then retire uh, what about 125 men uh, 125 men Demetrius Johnson still I agree 135 men 135 men will be Dominic Cruz Thomas Almeida, I reckon. Oh. One forty-five. Will Connor still have a strap? Will the answer have taken mm. over? Will ground control to mate? No. <laughs> There's a sad. I reckon it'll be uh, Jose Aldo. Conor McGregor will give up the title, and Aldo will beat Frank Edgar. And I think Merced Bechtis will be a champion soon, but maybe not that soon. One fifty-five male. Conor McGregor. Yes. One seventy. Wonder by Thompson. No, absolutely not. Yeah. 100%. Not a hope. 100%. Literally, there's more chance of my granny. If he beats Johnny Hendricks, 100% he's becoming the, the welterweight champion. It's been on. This Johnny could Hendricks be a hair versus time. hair bet, you know, WWE style. Loser leaves town match. 
Yeah. It, Johnny Hendricks is the toughest fight for him in that division. Damian like, Maya is going to win yeah, through not striking anyone and submitting everyone. That he could do that. I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. He's a great fighter. Uh, One eighty-five. I would say Luke Rockhold will last longer than a year. No, forget your Romero. You actually think Romero is going to be the champion? I think he'll oh. cheat. Drag. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll like <laughs> <laughs> throw <laughs> banana skins under Luke Rockhold yeah. or something like that. Get like, into the octagon, yeah, and <laughs> win by default. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just there's something like I've always believed in Yoel Romero's skills, and you know, it's only cheating if you get caught. So can I just say, yeah, I think as a legacy thing, John Jones will try become a two eight world champion at two o five and two six five. Yeah, but I I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think he's Carmier, and then I think he'll fight Rumble, and I think maybe 2017, then he could go to heavyweight. But I don't think it's going to happen to him this year. Excellent. So, so I'm going to say John Jones for both. For both, and I'm going to say for heavy, John Jones, obviously for light heavyweight, heavyweight. Daniel uh, Cormier, <laughs> Velasquez to lose for to Verdum, Cormier to lose to Jones, Cormier to go up and beat Verdum. Maybe. Uh, I think I actually think Kane will win the rematch if he looks fit. Sea level Kane. Sea um, level Kane. Will he lose to someone else? Steep head on it. Over him. Over him is going to be the champion if he resigns his contract. I'll say over him. Hmm. Um, Vinny C eighty six would like to know why haven't any Irish fighters been matched up? Siri Daly Houlihan. Where do we see them fighting? Ashing Daly's on a crusade. It seems to get uh, on the Zagreb card. In my head, I'm assuming she's already matched. In your head. In your head. <laughs> Considering she's releasing graphics that look like they're designed by the UFC with the uh, UFC Zagreb, Ashing Daily, like uh, the sort of promotional stuff that their fighters release. So yes. maybe it's uh, stage one of fight. We promote it. Let's get interested. Ashen going to be announced on the card. Then we release it as oh, the fans have spoken. Here she is on the card. I can, like the European team seem to be going down that way a little bit with a lot of their. Because uh... remember they had Michael Bisbing teasing that he'd be on the London card before yeah. it was announced that he'd actually be on the London card. Just uh, breaking news there again. Jesus, uh, th- that article we wrote or read out earlier. Jeremy Botter just quoted it from another source and said, complete opposite of what I've heard. Oh. Mm. So does that mean Rafael Dos Anjos is looking for more money? Or does that mean it's all been signed on? I don't know. Yeah. Who anyway. knows? Who knows? Go on. Next question. A lot of people on severe MMA at the one time, though. Looking, yeah. as Graham just said, looking at the article. Good news. Uh right. Houlihan or Siri? I know you've said for Siri there. Houlihan, I could see maybe being kept for a European card. I, yeah. and the fact that he, like, I think he does want to take that time. Otherwise, I think maybe Boston might have been floated his way. Yeah. He took a heavy enough beating in that, the end of that last fight, didn't he? So there's no yeah, harm in so. him taking a bit off you. Yeah. Uh, there's an Amsterdam com- or a Rotterdam ca- card coming up as well. So, you know, they like having Europeans fighting in Europe, even though we're not really European. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say they'll. You know, they'll all probably be on that card. Um, I think there's a co- isn't there a couple of female strawweight fighters from, you know, like Europe, Zagreb, Europe. Yeah, they were saying yeah. Uh, Carolina. Oh yeah, special K. Carolina MMA. Special K, yeah, she could be fighting. Um, Daily. Uh, yeah, so 
Mark <laughs> O'Curreen. Currens and Raisins on Twitter. McGregor versus Edgar and Home and Rousey are viable options for UFC 200. Who gets the main event? Conor McGregor? GSP Robbie Lawler? Or GSP Robbie Lawler? I think what would happen to Conor McGregor if he had to be co-main event to someone? I think, you know, I was thinking about during the week, maybe Conor McGregor won't be on UFC 200. Maybe he's big I enough think, himself not to be on it. Yeah, I actually was thinking, like, this St. Pierre thing seems the contingency plan... If Connor doesn't get a turnaround in time. Yeah. But the thing is as well, they've left enough time. Like I was looking up the, I think there was fifty seven days between the fight being announced by Batter and the fight itself. And then there's ninety days between that, you know, the Dusanios fight and the UFC two hundred. So that's that's plenty of time really. Maybe ninety days. So what's you know We'll see. We'll see. We'll go. see, we'll see. Um let's see. The next good one, next good one, next good one. Connor beats Ordier. Is he already a shoe in to be a UFC Hall of Famer if he never fights again after that? That's from Marcus T. Connolly. Oh, yeah. If you're the first man to hold two belts, you're in the Hall of Fame. That's it. Unless he, unless he fails drugs test or fucking. He has to get know. like scratched from ever existing yeah. by the goes, UFC. Like. Goes rogue like Tito Ortiz or something. Um, who do you think are the next Irish prospects to get to the UFC in the next year or two? McPhee three three three. Just give one, and I will give one. Well, we you think we? Well, yeah, we both think yeah, Peter Queeley from last year. Um, do you, I will definitely look making his pro debut at Bama. James Gallagher, <laughs> the one to watch. Twenty-three-year-old uh, Decky Dalton as well, absolute superstar in the making. Uh, Rice. <laughs> Rice, Ma- Rice McKay from uh, Next Gen, Northern Ireland. Zimbabwe-born Carl Moore. Uh, yeah, Carl Moore from Zimbabwe. Uh, Frank Manambo as well. Yeah, from, from Kerry. South John Africa. Red- John Redmond from Kerry is there Oh, well. John Redmond's coming back. Yeah, from Kerry. He's going to be in the UFC. So, oh, my God. If you didn't get that joke, we're going to yeah. talk about it in a minute. Don't worry. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Aside, uh, I, I genuinely think oh, I think now's the time go Okay on. Who wants to go first? <laughs> you can go first I, I've seen a lot of it shared around Facebook The last couple of days, okay? Yeah And only because I don't want to listen to Graham on the phone Saying, why are you getting involved with these people? Why do you comment on these sort of things? Why do you leave yourself open to people Reply to you on these sort of things? Dana White is not going to Bama. Yeah. Can we just be clear on that? The same night as And if you've reported that, cop yourself on. You're doing it for clicks. You are literally going against anything. Like, I hate being preachy. You do not respect yourself like like, what you're doing. Honestly, I don't, I'm not coming across this in the preachiest way possible. I think if you are passionate about this, if you're in the same line as work, you work for another website, like, we get on very, very well I, f- I feel with everyone throughout Europe, but the people we don't or the people that take shots at us or think that we're being holier than thou is just do it fucking properly. Show up, work hard, be original, be yourself. Don't wear, uh, don't copy Errol Helwani's clothes. And <coughs> uh, but aside from that, like literally, cop yourselves on. You know that he's not. Th- Why are you even making an article? Why are you even putting false information out there into the public that there's a chance Dana White... Dana White hasn't a fucking notion what Bama is, what it stands for, where it is. John Kavanagh said you should come to a Bama show, not 
Alabama on the same day as UFC London for looking for a fight. And, and we've th- even hinted that before, like, on this show. We've said it'd be a good place to go, like, and it would be. But- exactly, but we didn't go around, like... Yeah. It's just embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? And the fact mm. now that you see it being shared on Facebook, fighters genuinely thinking there's a chance Dana yeah. White could be seeing them. Maybe people, God forbid, Bama promoting that he might be there to sell more tickets. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Oh, he might be coming. You know, like their, their PR staff are sharing articles like that on Facebook. Do you know what I mean? They're putting them in the public groups. What are they doing? It is the most... I can't talk about it enough. Literally, but as we've started to see, Sean, people will start to find out. Yeah. Joke.ie used to be the cool lad website. Now you've got hilarious people making jokes like joke.ie or calling them out or commenting on their stuff, not clicking this. And I'm sorry, but I feel passionate about it. And I think anyone, like, anyone involved in this should feel... Like, even something as simple as... Not going to say it's a massive shock or a massive... uh, do you know, twice in one day sort of thing. I saw someone get criticised there, a European journalist, for not crediting a source. Do you know what I mean? Just running a story, yeah, no link back. After someone works hard on a story and they don't even get a credit. Do you know what I mean? And it's... Like, even the last time, you know, when Ryzen was on, I missed a couple of fights. Graham was watching most of them and got the results. And so I went and looked up the fights, and I got maybe like two or three results. I got them off of, um, I don't know, it's a bloody elbow or something. I think oh, uh, MMA Mania wanted him, and I credited him. Like, just for one, or like I could have easily said, oh, I just watched the fights and I put the results up. But no, like, if you do that, you should credit him, you know. Don't be a fucking dickhead about it. Like, cre- and we're not, like, we're not, who- we're not, I, I genuinely am not trying to be like an elitist yeah. at this, because I do, do. it properly, like, it's easy to do it properly, you know. Just don't, yeah, don't be a dickhead about it. Don't uh, do as you said. Do something original. Pete was saying it earlier on as well. You know, do something original. Don't be just a. Uh, don't be a do nothing bitch. Exactly. And in fairness, like there are some people that do a lot of great work that do it the proper way yeah, that definitely. don't get recognition, and they're smaller websites, and then equally as small websites that just post trashy stories to get uh, information will get more hits. Do you know what I mean? And it's like Dana losing the headed aerial was hilarious, but really there's like people that are being credentialed at his events, releasing stuff of like footage of actual fights and video blogs when like the number one UFC rule is do not record at our events or you like you're not allowed to use it. So if a website is able to get into the UFC, record the fight from the stand, put it on a video blog and get away with it, what does yeah. that tell you? Yeah, and like no one's love- watching. People always say as well, like, oh, the UFC will credential you if you say anything bad about them. How many bad things have we fucking said about the UFC? And, like, we still get credential. <laughs> well, as a company man, Sean, I do not ever <laughs> say anything bad. But, like, genu- genuinely, yeah. when the UFC do something, y- you can call them out on it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I don't think we are anti-UFC, do you know what I mean? But there has been a fair couple of times. If something has looked pretty shitty from the outside, we say it. How, like Jeremy Botter just ruined the UFC's year by announcing that fight, breaking that fight. Yeah, he's still going to be at the fights. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe this is the podcast that loses us our credential. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to any more events anyway. <laughs> well, look, please don't get rid of mine. <laughs> uh, but look, I love that's you. just... Uh, I'll get rid of this Sheehan clown in an instant. Say the word. Say the word and I'm done. I'm out of here. They're... Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that'd be great I'll get someone who, who would I get in town to replace you fucking 
wonder what Bother do, would he? Not better to be doing anyway. He won't be going to any of the events. Yeah, he'll have a lot of free time now. Yeah. But look, I, that was a uh, that that just had to be said. Do you know what I mean? And regardless, I do think the cream rises to the crop. Always is it is it the top? Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking of the cream of the crop. <laughs> yeah, the cream of the crop. And I'm the cream the of the crop. Uh, jump yeah, around. Because the jump around. I bet uh, you get a Terminator like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Ooh. I, I'm just saying it that uh, genuinely the people that do uh, good work will get to get some sort of praise will get some sort of notice and even if it's you'd rather get maybe um, the respect of people whose opinion matters than a load of people clicking it that you have no idea does that make sense? yeah and, or else you could just buy a load of followers and fake it yeah or that why who does that? Liam James, remember Liam James did it uh, for his Twitter page. Oh, you oh, mean? Yeah. Wait, do you mean fighters? No, I don't mean fighters. Oh, websites. Yeah. Oh, uh, or do you remember, do you remember or, that time in the or, UK? Yeah. Great, yeah. Graham's favorite story: uploaded fucking movie trailers onto their YouTube page and then deleted them. Who did that? Someone know. did. Someone did. Okay. Apparently, it's it's been done before. Yeah, you upload YouTube, like upload movie <laughs> trailers, get the views onto your YouTube page, and then delete the video. Remember that? Uh, remember that? Remember that time? Loads of UK MMA fighters were uh, buying followers and stuff. And Brad, yeah, Wart- Liam James, Brad, Brad Wharton just going around, going around calling everyone out, and it. that was fucking hilarious. I, that was that was a good time. There was a <sighs> website that was on there. Some website did it. Uh, not that I saw was called that for it anyway. Yes, it's, it's, it's funny enough for a website to be buying followers, isn't it? <clears throat> anyway, any more questions? Yeah, about? Graham, pathetic. Yeah, you're severe, like nine thousand followers. Nine. <laughs> But most of them. Um, let's see, there is a few more. Will Henenborough move to 145? And if so, how long would it take him to get a title shot? That's from Ma- Robert Mannion. I think it'll take him a while to get a title shot. But uh, I'd love to see him against someone, you know, give him a Dinos Bermudez up first or Ricardo Lamas or something like that. I think he should be pretty high in the division if he, if he goes in there. But I think I, he's already moved up as far as I know. And I think it's wise for him to move up. And uh, I think he'll do he'll do okay, you know. He's... We know Hinnebrough, he's a limited fighter enough, but he's still one of the best in the world. So, mm. yeah. We have a couple, of, a couple of good ones here to finish off. Jamie McDermott, who's next for Rory McDonald, Max Holloway, John Dodson and Nate Diaz? Okay. One word, Rory McDonald, Gunnar Hector, Nelson. Hector Lombard. Max Holloway, um, Charles Oliveira. Did they, did they not just no, fight? No, 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 not Charles Oliveira. Uh, Cardo Lamas. No. Oh no, I have it. Jose Aldo. Yeah, I said that after the fight, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah. know why Olivier is still in my head after the. Uh, what we what we mentioned for earlier, the calf slicer. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'd like to see Max Holloway fight Jose Aldo next, or Frankie Edgar in a, a number one contender fight. Uh, John Dodson. Uh, he went up to one thirty-five, didn't he? Oh, Aljamain Sterling. Lineker. Or Lineker. Lineker. I just Nate watched Lineker Diaz next yeah. fight. Dustin Poirier. Yeah. I would have said Joe Duffy had he have won the fight, but Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz is one I'm definitely all in for at this stage. If, and if they come back to Dublin, make that the headliner. Oh, Diaz versus Poirier. That yeah. links in very well to our next question. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I saw it there. It's gone. Someone asked, if the UFC doesn't do Crow Park, uh, do we think yeah, that we're going to get a, a show? How show? I'm very sorry. So, I had it there. Yeah. I can't see the the username here. 
I don't, I don't think so. And I hope they don't. Just don't come back this year. Wait, wait till next year. John Snaf- Safney. There you go. Thank what you. What do you think? Uh, I don't think the UFC will come back to Dublin in 2016. Um, although, like, the episode writes itself for looking for a fight. Do you know what I mean? They'll come <laughs> over, check out Crow Park, <laughs> and then, um, you know, oh, have a bit of crack. Go to the UFC's HQ, Murray's Bar in Dublin in O'Connell Street, where the action goes down. Bunsen, Bunsen burger is Get that a Bunsen burger I love yeah. an L Bunsen burger Nick the Tooth can uh, Do something wacky Then obviously They'd leave after the second fight At Bama the next day And fly straight to London Cheeky Nando's Cheeky Nando's when they hit London Cheeky Nando's in so London miss all, miss all the UFC fights It goes into The Soup Lads question If looking for a fight comes to Ireland First of all Sean Do you think it will come to Ireland? It could, yeah. It could I see, think it's it not a there. not a bad yeah. shout. No. More than likely, if if uh, sorry, I haven't watched the full episode yet. Are they picking? Are they signing someone from everywhere? Is the premise of the show based on finding an opponent for CM Punk, or is it just we're looking for maybe potential good fighters and we don't know who we're going to sign? Is this a question from you? No, no. This is a question from me to from you. The, all right. Um, the first episode was the kind of the pilot and they found Sage Northcott and they looked at a couple more fighters and you know they're kind of shitty fights and stuff but I presume there'll be episodes in the future where they don't find anyone good and they're like oh this is terrible you know let's so move on to the next place what's the but, Mickey Gall CM Punk thing yeah the Mickey Gall um, this is the lad he was his first professional fight and he choked the guy out I think after like three minutes or something and they're like, he's a welterweight. And then he called out CM Punk on the mic. And Dana White was like, that guy just called out CM Punk to Matt Serra, who was gone to take a piss. And when he came back, he was like, really, man? And he was like, your man was like, uh, he came up with Dana. I went into his restroom afterwards and he's like, I want to fight CM Punk. And he was like, then was like, I'm interested. I'm interested. And then at the end, they're like, let's see where this guy goes. So I, like, I presume maybe he'll fight again and, you know, they'll they'll watch him. They'll have him on another episode. Because there's you know, no Irish man that could fight CM Punk. Do you know, like well, it's not all CM Punk. Yeah, though. that's what I mean. I thought if yeah. it was based around that, like Ben Forsyth is turning pro, but uh, off the back of a good win at the European Championships. But aside from that, there's no one who's anywhere like near no, one one eighty five yeah. turning pro sort of territory for CM Punk. Mickey Gall is the fellow who's going to be fighting CM Punk. I think that's basically it. Like, you know, it's a reality TV show, and reality means totally set up and, like, all, you know, everything that's happening, they knew it's going to happen already, kind of job. But it's a good show. I really like it. We'll see. I, I, like, I can't maybe the UFC would come like if it's going to happen I would imagine they would come to a Cage Warriors show that may happen in Ireland in 2016 if Cage yeah. Warriors comes back yeah. under on a fight what? Yeah, I could see him going to Bama as well like as I say it's not just the impact they, signed, they were signing another guy as well on that show last day I think he was a uh, Forty or thirty-five or forty-five or something, well, and they then. just you know they were talking about signing him. So it's, yeah, it's let's, not just let's Monk, talk about an out of the blue three and O Irish UFC fighter that makes Nick the Tooth's smoke comes out of his ears or Matt Sarah turn red in the face. What Irish guy did the sign? Uh, Dylan Took. Dylan Took is the. I think he's the best of them. But James Gallagher is maybe the most potential. No, but no, no. Uh, that's a that's a, yeah no I think Dylan Tuke is the most potential but I think James Gallagher is the most potential to grow 
from where he is at the moment, maybe. I think he's, you know, he's still young and stuff, but I think Dylan, Dylan Duke, you know, if he can keep his, obviously, if he can keep his head on his shoulders, he'll, he, you know, he just looks like someone who has the talent. And I know, uh, and you know, like talent. And I know talent. This is the man who said Gareth Bale would be the best player in the world when he was a sub at Tottenham. And look where he is. No, like. you didn't. That's a fact. Did you actually? Yeah. Ask my friend. At, at Muzzyboy, M-U-Z-Z-Y-B-O-I on Twitter. Ask him and he'll t- he'll probably say I didn't, which means I did. So. Um, Johnny Byrne wants to know, are three European events in four months a sign of all Europe will get this year? Is it too much in a short space of time? Didn't they do something similar last year? They had a they couple did, of they had Dublin and Poland relatively close to each other, and maybe something at the start of last year, Stockholm. Yeah, I, I think it's good that they're bringing more shows to Europe, but like you say now, don't go back to Scotland this year. Go the year after. Don't go back to Dublin this year. You know, and didn't go like places like Finland. You know, Croatia, Italy, if they can get in there. Question. And yeah, you know, France if they can get in there as well. So good thought for you here. Yeah. Who's going to be in Macwan Amarconi's corner at UFC London? Um, Kiefer Crosby and Keen Cowley, probably. Mm, <laughs> Keen Cowley may be fighting. <laughs> is he? Oh, he's fighting. Is he fighting in Bama? Is he? Mm, I heard a little rumor. Could be. Ooh. Could be somewhere on there. Oh, yeah. he's. He hasn't even fought amateur, has he? He's going no, I, I think it could be an amateur. I like since it hasn't been announced yet. I'm not too sure, but. Heard a little rumour that he could be making a debut in the, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm only saying that as well because of the, the whole thing last week. Uh, John, I presume John Cavanaugh will probably be in his corner, really. Who's he going to go with? The what new UFC guy that's joined his gym or the fighters that he's brought up from the start? You know, oh, this, yeah. I see, forgot about that. Bam is on the same night. Oh, yeah. Macwan's only there for a month as far as we know to see how things go and then they're going to have a chat, so... Yeah, I suppose it's, it's it's definitely one. It's a problem now that SPG and obviously not a problem because they're there's a they have a solution to it. They have guys trained up within their gym. Do you know what I mean? Like Chris Fields is a fucking outstanding coach. Yeah, Chris Fields is also fighting in Bama that night. Uh, Owen Roddy as well could go over maybe with him. With Mac one, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not so a I'm bad sure But the thing about I was joking about Keith Crosby and Keen Cowley. Did you, you? We talked about it a bit last week. Did you hear uh, Paul, see Paul Redmond there and, on Twitter was calling us out saying, oh. who, "Who the fuck is in me? <laughs> who would bring me to <laughs> Tokyo?" Yeah, he was fucking. Oh look, he sure, made his referee and refereeing debut at the weekend. Yeah, Red Dean. That's what Red Dean. Red Dean. <laughs> uh, do you think a fight day win would solve the current weight cut controversy debate? Yeah, I think I one FC are doing something similar. Fight can be cancelled. At I, I, Vard, I think a fight there when it would be the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Like you just some guy, some uneducated guy will do it thinking he'll be okay, yeah. ignore the damages, and then suffer the consequences. That, that's the problem with new weight weight divisions. Are like people are. You know, they're so kind of positive. Oh, we let in, uh, you know, one, say we let in 100 and, I don't know, 190 pound weight class and all the middleweights will go up, you know, that are cutting weight. Nothing at all that the light heavyweights will go down, you know, 50 pounds. I can get that extra 50 pounds or you know, any other, I'm not, you know, that's obviously a bad example probably, but what other, any other division like, you know, I think one or two maybe could be done. One, two at very, very most. One, I think. But, you know, if you add in too many, you're just, I think it's going to cause more people to cut weight than it is to go up in weight. Exactly. So Very, very quickly. Adam lives there. At Adam is not me. UFC 197 is seven weeks away. Would the fighters know the card well before it's announced? A six-week camp seems very short. Yeah, you talked about Ben Forsythe there a while ago. Remember Ben Forsythe put out a picture training with Conor McGregor about 
two or three weeks ago. Yeah. There, that that should probably answer for you. But Garmin he stays ready, so he doesn't have to get ready yet. He does, yeah. He does, yeah. I'd say, yeah, uh, uh, fighters... Now that the UFC have such a big area, like, I would say fighters, a big group of fighters as well as a lot of cards, I could say that Sean Shell, like, fighters should be able to be able to fight within a sort of a three-week period. You know, back in December, say, you're going to be on either this card, this card, or this card. Do you know what I mean? The UFC released it last year, their calendar dates. So they could say to a fighter, you're either going to be fighting here, here, and here, and here's four months' notice. Start your training when you want. Just be ready for either of these three weeks. I think when you're one of the big guys as well, you're a champion. Oh, you know. Yeah, your dates are told months in advance, I'd say. Like, maybe a guy now like Neil Seary or Paddy Ullin or... Might be given, yeah. But Conor McGregor knows what's what's happening. Uh, Kyle Gavin, 23, loves the podcast and wants to know what what do we think the hold-up is with announcing it. As we've said, just... So you didn't think we were ignoring the question, Kyle, because we love compliments. You love the podcast. That's enough for us to get it right out of there. Uh, <laughs> we mentioned the couple of things, maybe money, whatever, is holding up 197. Uh, we spoke about it on the podcast. I would say before you listen to the end of this podcast, probably something else will have come out more definitively, definitively as well. And finally, Dan Sturridge. that right? Yeah, Sturridge. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Stretch. Yeah. I always say Sturridge. I actually think I said that to him. At, at, you remember he came up to us at UFC Dublin. Yeah. I think I said guy. that to him as well. And then his mate started. Oh, here we go. Finally, he's going to be delighted. Paul Fogarty. Remind me, Sean, next week we're going to talk about Luis Suarez's black belt in judo. Does he? Yep. We're going to oh. talk about it as well. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite cereal? Hmm. Co- um, I was thinking uh, about che- this. Quito's. Wheatos. Yeah. I haven't had Wheatos in years, but mm. I, I got this, I saw this tweet at four o'clock in the morning when I woke up, fell asleep watching CM Punk's documentary last night at half ten. Woke up at a, yeah, it's very good, the best in the world one. Uh, yes. Woke up at a quarter past two to get a bowl of cereal, and we got that tweet late last night. And it was, what's your favorite cereal? I was on my way back upstairs with a bowl of shreddies with a little bit of sugar over the top of it. Nice. Shreddies. I haven't had shreddies in years. You shreddies. Put, you put sugar in sh- on shreddies. Not frosted shreddies, obviously. Oh, oh is there two different types? Yeah, I've no, had... there's frosted shreddies, oh, chocolate no, shreddies, and regular wheat shreddies. Yeah, I'm thinking shreddies. of... Shreddies. I was thinking of frosties. No, oh, no, no. Frosties no. are... Frosties got very soggy very quickly. And yeah. I think you need a cereal that can hold its consistency in the three to four minutes it takes you to eat a bowl of cereal. The problem like, with Frosties... Wheatos, like, actually. Wheatos hold very solid. I'll give that. Do, yeah. The problem with Frosties is the sugar, you know, the sugar kind of milk Goes into the them, milk. And you get sugary milk and that's rotten. Yeah. Do you and know what? I hear something disgusting. Some cereals um, you need ice cold milk for as well. Oh, you do, That's yeah. just a fact. When I was younger, I went over to my cousin's house to stay for like a couple of days. And my, my cousin was like, he was on the Limerick Under-21 Hornet. He won All-Ireland and stuff. But he, when he got up in the morning, he used to have a bowl of, uh, what do they call cocoa Cocoa Pops? Are they the little black, small ones? Cocoa Pops? Yeah. Yeah. Chocolatey ones. And we put sugar on them. Oh. Sugar on Cocoa Pops. What a I man. Like, what a fucking disgusting animal. You pig! <laughs> you make me pig. sick. <laughs> rotten. No, I oh. used to love. A, I love a, a sort. I love a Nutrigrain sort of cereal. Remember the? Yeah. It, it used to be called Start. Uh, yeah, I know the kind of type of ones you're talking about. They're they're very expensive, aren't they? And you can't get them in big, you know. 
You can't get them in big fucking boxes of cereal. You no, have to get them they're like kind of like a start cereal. Uh, there was also a... There's a Rice crispy version of it. I just... I, there's definitely a Kellogg's Rice crispy Nutri Grain cereal. It's some sort of different... It's an orange box. And it's absolutely delicious. It's the sort of uh, multi-grain. Rice crispy multi-grain shapes. Jesus. That's what they are. I found it. They're delicious. Stuff like that starts the start cereal from years ago as well. Um, and do, do oats, oats and more is a lovely one as well with the almond clusters. A simple ball of cornflakes. I like an old simple, simple ball of cornflakes. Take him out into the middle of the field, put him up against the wall. One shot, bang bang, simple no, old no. ball of cornflakes. Here we go. The story to finish all stories to finish the podcast. Go on. Um, before we get into the story, um, tell a friend about the podcast. We're clearing up on one year here at the Severe May podcast. Uh, we've grown from week to week. We've enjoyed it tremendously. It's the longest commitment I've ever made to anything in my life. Apart from jiu-jitsu. Apart from jiu-jitsu. Um, I was going to say apart from masturbating, but I figured, you know, that's... Dirty l- Lower the tone, probably shouldn't yeah. talk about stuff. Will I delete it? Will I go back? No, I fucking... No, is it okay? You've done it before, anyway. What? Masturbated? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, I'm leaving. <laughs> During the show. No, you've talked about it. I actually think we mentioned it earlier on in, in today's show, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, hold on, can I just uh, have another aside? Steve Morocco from MMA Junkie. Conor McGregor's manager Adi Attar denies report McGregor is holding <laughs> up UFC 197 and then above that Super Kala Artem Lavov to replace McGregor versus Danitanyas for the lightweight title <laughs> shot <laughs> Legend oh, Twitter's the best uh, go but on anyway. neither side is going to come out like, like both managers are going to lie here do you know what I mean yeah. we're never going to find like hopefully the fight gets announced soon and that's it we can just go on about it but uh, if you want to get in touch with us throughout the week Please do not hesitate at Severe MMA Pod, at Sean Sheehan BA, at Andrew McGahan underscore, all on Twitter. And you can, uh, I think there may be a Severe MMA Pod Facebook page between this time and ne- this time and next episode. So you'll have to give us a like and share over there as well. Um, Sean, do you want to know why Kellong's crisps were originally made? Uh, do you know any sort of history into cornflakes? Enlighten me. I think I've heard this before. You can tell me anyway. It was some sort of really, really, really like ridiculous. Uh, I'm just. I got sent the link on WhatsApp the other day. It's something like religious, like dry, bland food to keep sex out of people's heads. Oh yeah, that to, guy was to, insane. The Kellogg's guy. Yeah, and he was one of the brothers, and yeah. the other brother who ended up like bought the name rights to Kellogg's and stuff like that. Wanted to release it with sugar in it. But cornflakes were originally invented by a fanatically religious doctor as a way to stop people from masturbating. Yeah. See, it all blends in together, doesn't it? That's it. That's the only reason I said that. You know, it was a segue to this story. And, like, he was absolutely nuts. Like, they used used to... People back in these days used to, like, get electroshock therapy to pretty much kill their hormones. So it was like whenever you were getting any way sort of aroused, you'd get shocked repeatedly. Yeah. And it's like, now don't think about that again. Like pretty much like putting a shock collar around a dog so he won't go down the bottom of your garden. Yeah. That old bastard, Kellogg. And then, uh, so there we go. 
Yeah. That is a crazy, crazy way to finish the podcast. Yeah. Sean, have you? Uh, I don't think I've gotten any more David Bowie references in since the end of the yeah, end of yeah. the podcast. But that's that's a bit low, bro, isn't it? Like, who who do that? Can what? But put a David Bowie quote into their podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I said any more David any Bowie more, quotes. Yeah, yeah. So yes, okay. there's already a couple in there. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you might save the day here on a. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Do you want to my international quote? I do. Okay, here you go. I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. Sean, Sean, sorry, sorry. What? I said that line already. Why you did? I said it as a, you. You just completely before. ignored me. You ah, didn't tell me what it was. I when I was talking about Conor McGregor, I said the funniest part about the McGregor Facebook status was when he said he doesn't know where he's going, but it won't be you boring. Stole my line. And you completely believed it. You, you thought he actually line. put that in his Facebook post. You stole my this line. This podcast has gone to shit. I'm sick of you. I'm leaving. You fucking stole my line. Have you not got a backup inspirational quote? Uh, no. I can barely get one, like. Oh. oh. My goodness. Uh, I think this is the end of the inspirational quote. No, definitely not. This is a travesty. What okay, are we going not, to do? I, yeah, I, okay, I, I, thank I, I, God. We, look, thanks very much for listening. I know it's been a long one this week, an hour and 50 minutes. Sean. Jesus. And I said, like, we'll keep this one short. Yeah, at an hour and nine minutes, you said, oh, sure, we're on to questions now. We're almost done. <laughs> okay, here's the quote. If you should fall into my arms and... Tr- oh, no, that's not even a quote. <laughs> Give us a <laughs> lyric, <laughs> then. There's no quote. I've lost all the quotes. <sighs> I misread the quote first. I don't know. Oh, that's the same quote again. Yeah, fuck it, there's no quote. I have one about you. Go on. He's it. an instant star. Just add water and stir. See you See next you week. week.